trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
Hey you, yeah, you, I just got one question. Where do babies come from? That's the question that Takedude asked in the Arcado Helmix, or actually, Akadoko Helmix, from the Rub Rabbits, aka Akachan, Akachan wa Dokokado Kuruno. 
You got you got to do it with the singing. You can't you can't do it without the singing. It doesn't fly otherwise. And before that, from Burning Rangers, that was Burning Angel, the Japanese version of the song Burning Hearts, which is the main theme to the game. You probably you probably uh, recognise that one at least somewhat from the English versions. But hey, there's a Japanese version of it, and no one ever plays it on this station. I think it's better than the English version. Yes, with that, welcome back to the Topical Resort. I, as always, I'm your host, Greed Vibrator, and for the next. Well, for the next couple of hours, we're going to be playing you some of the brilliant songs from the genius Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. Uh, I'm going to start off this show by saying that like, these past few weeks, I've been feeling a bit down, but if I'm honest, the, the silly tunes of Takanobu have really been keeping me going these last few weeks, so this is as much of a therapy session for me as it is an absolute jam for you. Because as we found out down in the Discord, uh, very text is apparently... Very, very in love with the tunes that are playing tonight because, well, he, he's dancing around in his underwear. I don't have video of this, but um, they're going to have to take Doom Girl's word for it. On that note, we have a Discord server, radioac.geo/discord, uh, and there you can see the wacky and weird things that are currently going on, the slightly less hostile things that are going on this week. Currently, we have Brick Gamer, we have Doom Girl, we have Takedu Tex. Doesn't fly off the tongue very easily, but either way, we have very technical James 64326. We have Twinny, we have Kefki, and we have Ravseek, who was here a while ago, and we also have the brand new Smarman, who's just joined us this week, actually. So, a hello to you, good sir, if you are listening in. We also have J Star as well. All those lovely people. And if you want to join those lovely people, you know where to go. But uh, if, you, if you don't like Discord, because there are some of you out there, that is completely understandable. We, we do either have a Twitter feed at Radio Sega, at Topical Resort, or at The Green Vibrate, or use the hashtag Topical Resort. All those places you can get in your opinions relating to the show, or just chat, or whatever you want. Either way, if you're listening live, hello to you. If you're listening on the podcast, hello to you. And if you're lurking as well, hello to you. Another note on that, if you're listening in live, and you're wondering what happened to last week's podcast, I do apologise about this. Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> it's going to be going up tonight. Just it required some tinkering behind the scenes that I am going to do after the show tonight. But yeah, that's why I didn't go up earlier. I haven't really been at my computer all that much this week, so I apologise in advance for um, you know not having it up there. Because I know there are some people who listen on the podcast, but don't worry, I don't intend to do a Sega Mixer Drive. I intend to uh, upload it very, very soon. Um, what else we got? Brick Gamer says, Gotta love Topical Resort on a Friday, even though it has many emissions and contains much that is... Oh, oh god, no. <laughs> We've already run into the first pronunciation issue of the week. Uh, Apo... Oh my god, I don't know. It's time to look this up on Google Translate and it'll give me a text-to-speech of it. <sighs> this disgusting. Apocryphal. Apocryphal. Yeah, okay, there we go. Apocryphal. Or at least wildly inaccurate. Yeah. I, I, I can believe that. You're not you're not far off. We also don't know how to pronounce words, which is why it's brilliant that we got a show dedicated to Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. A name that I can pronounce because I, because I taught myself to pronounce it after all of these years. Oh dear, either way, it's a Japanese name, he's a cool dude. 
I was going to say let's get into more music, but we shan't because this week we are back to the trivia coast and let's just get right into it. There's nothing else we can really say about it. Coast. So we are back here at the Trivia Coast, our bi-weekly game show here on the Topical Resort, where we give you trivia relating to the topic of the episode, and you've got to answer it over on our Discord. I already told you where it is, but if you somehow missed it, radioac.g forward slash Discord, send me a private message, I'm Green Vibrate, hashtag 6383, and so I'm going to ask you three questions, one hard, one medium, one easy. Hard is worth five points, medium is worth three points, and easy is worth one point. You can answer them in any order you like, and, well, after I've asked you one question, you can still continue to answer all the other questions, i.e., if I ask you the medium question, you can still answer the hard question, and you have up until the end of the Trivia Coast, which is the third, no, uh, at the end of the third talk bed, I'll then go into that music break, at the end of that music break is when the end of the Trivia Coast is. You'll hear a little jingle for it anyway, so no worries, you should be able to figure out when when the time is. But either way, yep, yeah, you've still got plenty of time. You've probably got like a good hour to answer some of these questions. But I'm going to say tonight as well, the questions are related to games that he's worked on, so it may not necessarily be trivia related to the man himself, because, well, the trivia that we do have related to him is already in the Hasty History segment. So we're going to be looking at trivia relating to his games. With that in mind, let's get into the hard question. Let me just pull it up here. This is a pretty long one as well because I couldn't really condense it. Virtual Racing was a game pretty ahead of its time, even if it did look pitiful in comparison to Daytona USA, released just one year later. The game's home ports didn't fare so well, however, fare so well either. No, that's wrong. The game's home ports didn't fare, fare that well, however, with the Mega Drive version especially getting slated due to the poor graphics, low FPS, and high price point. Included with the game is the Sega SVP chip to boost performance, but what clock speed did it run at? So the Sega SV- SVP chip was included with Virtual Racing on Mega Drive, but what clock speed did it run at? Think you know the answer? Well, you know where to message me. You know where to get your points, so best of luck. As always, I will say that Google is allowed, so you're allowed to use it, but... It might not be obvious, and it shouldn't be the only way you get your answer. You should use it as a tool to get the answer and then from there come to your own conclusion is what I'm going to say. Either way, coming up next we have a track that will make you really question can you feel the heartbeat of the land? Or I don't remember what the other lyrics is. Uh, <laughs> whatever. But either way, do you, hear, do you feel the heartbeat of the line? Something something else about land? Either way, I don't, I don't think I actually can hear the heartbeat of the lion. Do you know why? Well, you'll find out in just a second. From Sega Rally Championship, the Arcade Edition, this is My Dear Friend Rally.
Topical Resort, only on Radio Sega. Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Hasty History. 
Alex Kidd goes metal there with Takanobu Mitsuyoshi's cover of the Alex Kidd theme. And before that, from Sega Rally Championship, the arcade version, that was My Dear Friend Rally. A track which confused a lot of people in the Discord. They were like, what was where's the song that I was expecting? Because, yes, the version of My Dear Friend Rally that we've all come to know and love is actually a remix of that version. And, yeah, it's an okay track. I wish there were more lyrics aside from just Rally. But hey, what can you do? But we st- I still think it would be fine, just in my opinion, that rally sample gets a little bit grating after a while. But I mean, nothing can beat the Saturn version. The Saturn version's incredible. I gotta say, Sega Rally Championship Arcade isn't one of my favourite tracks, or one of my favourite soundtracks from Taki Dude. It's just, it's just okay. It's nothing mind-blowing, at least in my humble opinion. On the subject of Sega Rally, if you were down in the Discord uh, earlier on today, you'd see that we found some we, we found some codes for Sega Rally Online Arcade, the delisted Xbox 360 and PS3 game. We actually found some codes for the 360 version. I, I was the one who found these. I just want to point this out. I just want to take my credit, but yeah, we found on the website G2A that they just randomly had codes for whatever reason. Because I found out while I was researching for this episode, in fact, which was. Uh, what just reminded me of it, and yeah, they work. So I was just playing uh, Sega Rally Online, Online Arcade. So yeah, that's just a cool little tidbit. If you're, if you're an Xbox 360 nut, or you're just an Xbox fan, you're an Xbox, you're a Sega fan. Go ahead and see if they still have any of those codes, because I believe they do. Because the way they found them, apparently, I learnt while I was trying to find some trivia for the Trivia Coast segment. The way that they still have these codes is that. They were included... Really, no more codes? Huh. Well, I'm glad I got them when I did. But yeah, how they got these codes was they're included with the... uh, There was this weird peripheral that was a steering wheel for the Xbox 360. You're like, why is that weird? The reason this is weird is because it's a steering wheel that only works with the Kinect. Now, you know the Kinect doesn't work anyway, so... How does a steering wheel work when it's being detected by the Kinect? Why don't you just use a traditional steering wheel peripheral? Right? Right? But no. But so anyway, that's a peripheral that exists. It came it came with a code for the game, which is how people still have codes for the game. I just wish the same could be said about Outrun Online Arcade and Offburner Climax, because 360 codes for those games are long gone. The only way you can get them is through modding your console or through the PS3. Which is how I have Afterburner Climax, but I really want Outrun Online Arcade. But hey, another delisted Sega game get, because woot, we have finally got Sega Rally Online Arcade after all these years. But yeah, that's just that story. Anyway, uh, <laughs> quite a few of you have actually, or not quite a few of you, two of you have actually managed to get the hard question right so far. It's not as hard as I thought it was, because apparently it's really easy to find. I searched for the clock speed directly and I um, scoured around various websites and I couldn't find it, but apparently it is fairly easy to find. So um, maybe I wasn't searching the right thing because I was specifically looking for the clock speed, which didn't bring up anything. Who knows, but either way, it's some nice five points if you can find the answer. But uh, yeah, coming up now we have Hasty History and we're going to be going through the history of the man behind the mask, or the man behind the amazing music. So we're going to be looking at the, not life story, that's not correct, but the sega background of Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. So 
there's a lot of conflicting reports on this one, but I think from what I've seen, this is the only one that can be backed up. He was born on Christmas Day 1967, now why is there a conflict here? I've seen his birthday written as like four different things. The ones I remember off the top of my head are uh, Christmas Day, uh, Boxing Day, there was Christmas Eve, and there was also like the 12th of December. It's generally agreed that he was born in December 1967, but as far as I know, Christmas Day is the only one which people have been able to back up, but even then I don't know. I was actually going to try and add him on Facebook to see if that gave me his birthday, because no one seems to know. Like, Wikipedia has one date, Sega Retro has another, like, official sites have another date, but no one can agree on what the date is. However, Sega Retro had a source for it. Which, yeah, if that's true, that's his birthday. Whatever, we're gonna get into the rest of the history segment. He always had an interest in video game music, despite how early on he was born, but hey, video games had good music back then still. He was very musically active throughout his childhood, joining many music-related clubs in high school to elementary. Jamie uh, says he was born on Christmas Day and it was God's gift to us. He is an absolute treat of a man, Mitsuyoshi. He's, uh, he is, he is, we're very grateful for him. So, both of these facts led to him joining the Sega Sound team in the year 1990. I think it was 1990, I'm fairly certain it was. He's taken on many roles within the team. These include composing, arranging, sound directing, making sound effects, providing bass, motion talent, voice acting, and vocals. That's uh, a long list. Virtua Racing is generally agreed to be his first work, where he served as music composer for the game. Perhaps his most famous work, however, is Daytona USA, and for a good reason. Mitsuyoshi wanted the game to stand out from other racers at the time, so he figured out that he could add lyrics within the space they had to play with. He wrote the lyrics for the original arcade release himself, and composed music that he wanted to hear. The soundtrack was an instant hit. Due to many games... Oh, Due to games like Daytona USA, the man's voice has become famous, singing for many more games such as the Feel the Magic series, Burning Rangers, Cracking DJ, and more. He's also been included as an announcer in a few games, such as obviously the Daytona series, also in the JP release of Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, and the newly released Sonic Mania. His most, recent musically, or his most recently released musically related project is Tunethum Air Plus, an add-on for the Tunethum arcade game. He composed music for the game as well as providing help with the recording direction. And Mitsuyoshi will be one of the many composers returning for the upcoming Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Currently we only know that he is going to be composing the F-Zero medley, although he may be composing a few more tracks for the game. And that is, as it currently stands, the history of Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. Know anything I don't, or perhaps know some weird, crazy facts about him? Be sure to let me know, but... That's the sort of general gist of it. And coming up next we have the Request Resort segment and yeah, we need a lot more tracks for this. So if you want to send in a request, radioacgf forward slash discord at radiosega at Top Resort at the Green Viper or using hashtag Top Resort on Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash radiosega, topresort at gmail.com or send me a private message on the forums. I'm Green Viper over there. Currently we only have three tracks and you need to fix that. Speaking of stuff that might need fixing, might not need fixing, we don't have any Daytona music tonight. Not a single track. That's 
partly because we play a lot of Daytona music, but if you for some reason want to change that, and you want to find a Daytona track that we don't normally play, I'll throw it into there for you anyway. But as, as it stands right now, hopefully we've got a bit more variety than including some Daytona tracks, at least I hope so, because we've got a lot of different stuff in here. But either way, I think it's about time we got back into the Trivia Coast. Trivia Coast. You may recall that last time I asked you this question. I asked you I asked you the fact that Sega included the SVP chip within Virtual Racing on Mega Drive to boost performance. But what clock speed did it run at? And you can still answer that one, you still got your five points, however, I'm now going to be asking you a question for three points, and this is the medium question. I expect there are a few people in here who will know the answer to this one, so this probably won't take too long. So we all know of the famous, at least to us, gossip and controversy surrounding Goss from Daytona USA. If you don't know though, Goss is what your name is replaced with when trying to enter sex as your username. There's one, there's one, there's one more naughty word to be found in Daytona, however. What is the name of the song in Daytona that contains a naughty word? What is the name of the song in Daytona that contains a naughty word? While you're answering that, we're going to get on your, your request, but be sure to keep sending them in, because we really need some. And coming up first, we have one from the man, the myth, the Yoshi lover, Jamie64326. From the Rubber Rabbits, this is the full version of Heaven and Hell. Request results.
the day that you have come into my life since that day we shared the joy and happiness but I don't know what to do if you'll just be a friend or someone every time I think of you it made me smile everywhere I go you mean so much to me it's
Welcome back to the top result right here on Radio Sega. There is currently fireworks outside my window that just started as soon as I unmuted my microphone. That was the request block, and there was not a single bit of Daytona USA in there, so no Daytona tonight. But what you heard there was from Virtual Fighter 3 on the vocal. That was Brave It Out Rowdy. I think the theme of Jackie of not something to do with Jackie. That was from... Uh, I already told you what that was from. I meant that was requested by Doom Girl. Before that, from Street, the Street Fighter tribute album. That was a non-Sega track, but I allowed it since it was not one of the two non-Sega tracks I thought it was going to be. That was Ryu Stage, and that was requested by Jamie six four three two six. Before that, from just from Takanobu Mitsuyoshi, it was from one of his albums, but it has a really long name and I can't remember it. But I'm now going to have to go on Discord because the person's going to want me to say this long name. So from. Um, where is it? From Loud to Low 2. From Loud to Low 2, except it's spelt really weirdly. So, from Loud, and then the number 2, and then Low, and then 2 is in too much, like T-O-O. I, I don't... English? <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah, either way, that was requested by J-Star Max, and that was from Ben. That was really sad, actually, but hey, the rest of... The rest of the block uh, picked up the mood a bit. Before that, from Yakuza Free, aka Ryu Ga Gotoku Free. 
That was FM Sounds Storm. Before, oh, and that was requested by Twinny. Before that, from G-Lock Air Battle. That was Earthframe G, one of Takedude's earlier tracks in his career. That was requested by Electric, and kicking off the block was a request from Jamie64326 from the Rub Rabbits, aka, or, aka, but then then the Japanese title also begins with the letters aka. So, Akachan wa dokokado kuru no. You just can't do it without singing it. Rub Rabbits you can easily do, but you just cannot say Akachan wa dokokado kuru no without singing it. That was Heaven and Hell, the full version. Specifically, not the version that got butchered by the DS sound card. Although, I think I think the DS versions of the tracks actually sound better in some cases than the CD versions. They sound a bit more kooky, fit with the theme of the game a bit more. But anyway, we are back here, and now we're going to be talking about some of the games that were composed by Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. So, if you uh, can throw me any specific ones you want me to talk about, go right ahead. But Aside from that, for now, at least I'm going to read the chat because you guys have been uh, asking some questions. Uh, y- yeah, I-, I did. I did twenty, so I played your request. So um, don't worry. And Brit Gamer, uh, I can't wink to you, but just imagine I'm winking right now. I am winking. You don't need to imagine it, but I can't portray that to you over the microphone. So I'm winking. Wink, wink. Uh, yeah, Tony, I did play one of your requests. I just didn't play Slingshot, and should have probably replied. But yeah, Slingshot, we play way too much on this show. That opened the third time we played it this season, and this season it hasn't been very long so far. So I skipped out on it just for that reason. But I guess if you want, if you want anything else, let me know. But yeah, with that in mind, I'm gonna talk about something that isn't Daytona. Electric sent me some stuff that isn't Daytona, so I should probably talk about it. Um, he says GP Rider, G-Lock R360, and Outrunners. I don't know anything about the first two, so it'll be interesting to learn about them with me. So prepare for Typer Viper 8. So... I've apparently been on the Wikipedia page for it before. I don't know why, but apparently I have. So it's an arcade game developed and manufactured by Sega and released in 1990 in Japan, North America and Europe. The game was also ported to the Sega Master System and Game Gear in 1993. It was developed by AM2 and um, it was released on the Sega X board originally. Interesting. Uh, let's see. It's a really short Wikipedia page. So what, let's see something else. Uh, and uh, yeah. You, you winked to me back. See, the difference is I can see you winking to me because you posted a gif of it, whereas I just sort of implied that I was winking very oddly. Um, aside from that, let's see if I can find anything else on GP Rider. Oh, yeah, let's go to uh, the Sega Retro page. Hi. <sighs> Uh, it's considered a pseudo-entry in the Hang-On series of games, so it's semi-related to Hang-On. Um, it doesn't really tell me much about the game, though, so... If it has something to do with Hang-On, it's probably semi-decent, so... Play Hang-On. Play this. Play any game with a motorbike in it. I also just remembered something that I was going to talk about. that I posted down in the chat that... Uh, I actually have a custom theme on my Radio Sega homepage, and people were wondering, A, how, how they do that, 
and B, uh, will we ever see like more custom themes? This is actually something I wanted to address for a while because like, I, I would love, I would love custom themes. But I mean, how I did it was I just used a uh, program known as Tampa Monkey. I'm not going to give you the script, but if you know anything about Tampa, Tampa Monkey, you can probably do something of your own. But um, yeah, on that note, custom themes is something I really want on the website. I, I asked for it to be implemented. It's not like a major feature. I just think it's something to be really cool. Especially as someone who messes around with Tampa Monkey so much just to get the custom theme for the website. But, yeah, so that that's that. As for can you make a theme of X, Y, Z, I'm not the one who makes the themes. Woe21 is the one who makes the themes. So, I I would normally say bug him, but uh, uh, don't, don't bug him because, because that would make him even less likely to do it. So, don't do that. But, yeah, either way... Um, we don't really do site themes for Christmas anymore. We didn't really do one last year. It was just a mashup of old themes. I'm sort of hoping we can have a new Christmas theme this year because it's one of my favourite things about Christmas on Radio Sega. Always just reminds me of Christmas, a nice custom theme. But can we make a theme of X, Y, and Z? Probably not. I don't have the tools to do so myself, so there's that. But yeah, I just thought I'd share with you a cool screenshot in Discord that eventually led to a ton of questions about it. But there's that. Electric has sent me some gameplay of GP Rider, so let's have a look at this gameplay. Uh, it was likely his earliest work at Sega. Okay, so I did get it wrong then, but blame Sega Retro for this one. Don't blame me. Sega Retro is at fault. I think. And the fireworks going off again. <laughs> Why? It's almost a week after Guy Fawkes night. Why, Why are there still fireworks? But yeah, this gameplay seems cool. It it obviously looks very Super Scalar esque, but it's clearly not. But yeah, this I don't I don't think it looks like a Hang On, you know, on the same tier as Hang On, most certainly. But I think it looks interesting, and I think you should give it a go. G Lock R360. Now we played some music from this earlier, but do you actually know what G Lock R360 is? I, I sort of know, but not enough to talk about it on my own. It's also known as G-Lock Air Battle uh, in some places. So, G-Lock stands for G-Force Induced Loss of Consciousness. And, yeah, it's also known as G-Force or G-Lock Air. G-Lock Air Battle. Uh, it was released, it was developed by AM2 once again for the Sega Y board this time, not the X board. A spiritual sequel to Afterburner 2. Features some gameplay ideas and recycled sound effects. Uh, yeah, more sprite scaling. And pff, this time there's 3D rendered graphics, which I don't think there were in. Uh, I can't think of its name now. The GP Rider. That's it. So, but G-Lock surprisingly was ported to a lot of different things, unlike GP Rider. But first of all, I'm going to say the fact that it offers an R360 cabinet which could rotate 360 degrees on all three axes. Oh, axes? Axe? I think that's probably right, but my head just doesn't want to think it's right. Uh, these versions of the game sometimes refer refer to as G-Lock R360 because it's just. G-Lock Air Battle, but with the R360 mechanics. 
And more famously, the game was followed up by Strike Fighter in 1991. And all of you will have heard of Strike Fighter, but uh, I... I am... no Strike Fighter. (laughs) But the reason you probably know about Strike Fighter is because it was the inspiration for Afterburner 3, and in fact Afterburner 3 is pretty much just... Doki Doki Panic, Strike Fighter. See, we've got to say something is blank, something is Doki Doki Panic. Oh, I can't say it. But we've we've used the phrase Doki Doki Panicked twice tonight. Once in the chat room and once on the show. So we get to say that quite a bit apparently. Uh, but yeah, it was released on the Sega Wireboard and then on the Mega Drive, the Master System, the Game Gear, the Amiga, the Amstrad CPC, the Atari ST, the Commodore 64 and the ZX Spectrum. And possibly even more, but that's just all I could see. And on the 3DS Virtual Console apparently. Interesting, I didn't know it was on there. Uh, Electric Boogaloo has sent me a video of the R360 version from the pilot's point of view. Let's have a look. Oh, that that is that is cool. Okay, the chances of finding this in the wild are so slim, but that looks awesome. Uh, Make me a little bit giddy, and by a little bit I mean really giddy, because he's currently holding the camera upside down as it twists all over the place. But oh my goodness, that looks cool. Okay, it's it's very like, for example, the Galaxy Force Galaxy Force Two has like the pod, but I mean that's not as cool as 360 rotation. Oh, that that that's really made my day somewhat. Actually, looking at that video, uh, what have you guys said down in the chat? Okay, apparently, apparently people can't hear the fireworks on stream, so that's good. But there were some really loud ones a second ago. Rick says, wasn't Puyo Puyo given the Doki Doki treatment too? Yeah, but... The, uh, I don't know, I just didn't think of it at the time. And plus it isn't really relevant tonight, but yeah, it was given the Doki Doki treatment too. And a game that I know a bit more about, Outrunners. Because Outrunners is a pretty cool game, I think, myself. Um, I'm gonna, however, still search it up anyway just so I don't get it wrong like I have for the last two, but I want to make sure I don't get it wrong. So, it's a sequel to the original Outrun, developed in 1992 and released in 1993 for the System Multi-32 arcade platform. That's a bit of a mouthful, not really too much, but enough of a mouthful. So the player has to drive across the world in a specified amount of time, but there are twice as many areas in Outrunners, and the world is divided into the East and West. And whereas Outrun took place in Europe and Turbo Outrun in North America, Outrun Outrunners is obviously across the entire globe. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, there's a fact that the, this Outrunners has eight selectable cars, a feature that was meant to be an Outrun, but wasn't. That was a thing. <laughs> That's the thing quite common to Superscalar games. They wanted to make a bunch more features than they actually did. Like most superscalar games we can think of, like Space Harrier, Outrun, uh, Afterburner, are missing uh, only like 50 to 60 percent complete. They're still missing a lot of stuff, and yet we regard them as classics. That's because well, they just took out anything that was like considered padding and would have taken more development time, and instead just focus on the bare minimum. And I think that's probably why we ended up liking those games so much. Um. What else we got? It was distributed as a two-player deluxe cabinet. 
And it's possible to link two cabinets together to create a four-player racing experience. So you could have four people playing Outrunners at once. That's pretty cool. Um, so there was only one home console port of Outrunners, and that was the Sega Mega Drive in the year 1994. In the port, the screen is split horizontally in two in an attempt to mimic the two screens of the System 32. Uh, along with this, graphics are reduced and scaled back, or the special effects are scaled back, meaning this version of the game is often subject to harsh criticism. And if you want any reason to criticise this game, just know that it was published by Data East in the US. Uh, that's really all you need to know. Uh, anything else? I think that's really it. Yeah, check out Outrunners if you can emulate it. Don't get it on Mega Drive though, do yourself a favour. Well, saying that, I think the music on Mega Drive is pretty nice, personally. And uh, RevSeek just hopped into the chat and says, Hope you all enjoying the show! And uh, Jamie, boosting my morality as always, says, There's a show on question mark. Stuck out tongue. Oh, I'm so glad you all can rely on me. But I need to rely on you because I need you to give me your answers. For the Trivia Coast. Trivia Coast. The segues on this show gradually get worse and worse. Welcome to the Trivia Coast once again. You may recall, in the first Trivia Coast segment, I asked you this question. The SVP chip was used to boost performance in the Mega Drive version of, out, uh, of Virtua, Race, Virtua Racing. But what clock speed did the SVP chip run at? And you may recall that I asked you the medium question, which was... Uh, what is the name of the song in Daytona that contains a naughty word, which none of you have actually got yet? So, once again, what is the name of the song in Daytona that contains a naughty word? I should also clarify, the song, the contents of the song doesn't have the naughty word. The name of the song is a bad word. With that in mind, let's get on into the easy question. Back in the day, those who worked on games were rarely allowed to be credited. This was due to rules that many companies held which prohibited real names being in the credits to avoid staff being scooped up by other companies. In the original Outrun, what name is Mitsuyoshi credited under? Even though he didn't work on it, he's, he's apparently credited according to a certain website. So in Outrun, what name is Mitsuyoshi credited under? Blame Sega, blame, blame Sega, blame anyone. If this isn't correct, if this if this one point question isn't correct, but either way, you can still get the uh, five points. You can still get the three points, but I, I don't know about one point because reading over this that doesn't sound right. But um, whatever. Okay, Jamie just sent me a really funny answer, and I'm going to tell you right now it isn't that, but that just made me laugh quite a lot. Uh, Jamie asked if the if the naughty word was pounding pavement. Really, <laughs> founding pavement. Oh, Jamie. With that in mind, guys, I hope you can get the full nine points. We're gonna get into a track from one of my f one of my favourite Mitsuyoshi soundtracks, actually, from Kraken DJ. This is the long version of Could Be. Uh, no, okay, we're apparently not skipping the track, but whatever. This is the long version of Could Be. Yo, 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 it's Kraken DJ.
entries for the Trivia Coast are now closed. Trivia Coast. And with that, welcome back to the Top Resort and welcome to the Trivia Coast Result Show. Before that, I should probably tell you what you heard. That was from Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. And I know what you're thinking, first of all, oh, Viper, that's a horrible game, unlike anything that Mitsuyoshi would ever work on. And second of all, Viper, I looked I looked all over and it doesn't look like he worked on that game. So what's up there? And there's a, there's a good answer to that. But anyway, that was Tropical Jungle, The Jungle, The Swamp. The jungle, the jungle, the swamp. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, the reason that was in there is because he's actually one of the background vocalists. The like little ho 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 thing going in the background. That One of them is him and the other one is a Japanese singer who's really famous and isn't involved with Sega whatsoever but I can't remember her name so we're gonna look up uh, Sonic 06 Tropical Jungle Vocalists because I don't remember who the other one is. It will tell us on Sonic Retro, this will probably help. Speaking of which, that's why we're currently here at the uh, <laughs> the tropical coast. I should probably tell you what you uh, what you actually uh, what you actually answered, but meh. So the chorus is Miho Fujiwara and Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. Miho Fujinara of Fujiwara being a pretty famous Japanese singer from what I remember. So I'm going to look her up. Yep, uh, but that's not a Wikipedia page, so could just show me a Wikipedia page, please? Disc, uh, disc, discogs. We'll have to do. Um, yeah, so she's a person that existed and also did the uh, the chorus with Takanobi Mitsuyoshi. So there we go. Aside from that, before that we had the Kraken track from Kraken DJ. That was the long version of Could Be. And that was so good that Twinny decided to tweet out that I personally liked it on the Twitter pretending to be me. <laughs> the spoilers are out there, the cat is out of the bag, the, 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 the jig is up. But yeah, I should finally actually tell you uh, who won what points and yeah, who, what, why, where, whatever. So we're going to kick things off with the easy question because, well... Um, for the simple reason of I want you to kick yourselves over the other two questions, so I'm going to do this one first. Despite that only one person got this right, um, I don't know how entirely accurate this question was, but someone managed to get it right. And I almost slipped up by mentioning that the answer was on Sega Retro. <laughs> I, was, I was that close, but I stopped myself halfway through saying Sega. So the full question was, back in the day, those who worked on games were rarely allowed to be credited. This was due to rules that many companies held, which prohibited real names being in the credits to avoid staff being scooped up by other companies. In Outrun, what name is Mitsuyoshi credited under? I believe actually thinking about it that this means the arranged version, because I know he was on the arranged version album, but the answer is that he was credited under the name R360. Yeah, that word's coming back into play. You know, the one that I kept talking about over and over again, almost on purpose, during the last segment. Yeah, um, that that was that wasn't on purpose, but it just sort of happened that way. 
So he was credited in the Outrunner range version as R360, so other companies couldn't come and scoop him away. But not like he would let that happen anyway, because we know how loyal he is to the Sega army. But now it's time for our medium question, and as Brick Gamer rightfully said in the chat, you're all gonna kick yourselves over this one. So, we all know of the famous, at least to us, gossip and controversy surrounding GOSS from Daytona USA. If you don't know though, GOSS is what your name is replaced with when trying to enter the username SEX in Daytona. There's one more naughty word to be found within Daytona however. What is the name of the song in Daytona that contains a naughty word? It wasn't just Jamie who guessed Pounding Pavement, it was also very text. <laughs> but the answer to the question, which, and by the way, once again I should mention, uh, and yeah, Electric's right, R360 was also the alias used when he was in SST Band, but the answer to the question, and uh, I should, ah, sorry, I keep getting caught off, caught off guard. Um, <laughs> So I should say that it's the name of the track and not something within the track, but the answer to this question is bitchin'. Bitchin' without the G. <laughs> bitchin'. And then the funniest part is it's it's not even the full the full name. But whatever. Yes, that is the answer. That was three points. Uh, who got three points? People keep pinging me and it's really off-putting. So I believe we had J-Star. J-Star also got the one point. He was the only person who got full points tonight, I should mention. Um, uh, Brick Gamer got it, and Electric Boogaloo got it, so congrats to the three of you. It's ironic, only one person got the one point question, three people got the three point question. I think potentially five people got the five point question, which makes this even funnier, but either way, the five point question. Virtual Racing was a game that was pretty ahead of its time, even if it did look pitiful in comparison to Daytona USA, released just one year later. The game's home ports didn't fare so well, however, with the Mega Drive version especially getting slated due to the poor graphics, low FPS and high price point. Included with the game is the Sega SP SVP chip to boost performance, but what clock speed did it run at? Now, I specifically searched the answer, like, the specific answer and the words clock speed in relation to the SV, SVP chip over and over again and couldn't find it, but then I learned it was on Sega Retro, <laughs> and then I felt like a massive div. So the answer was 23 megahertz. 23 megahertz was the clock speed of the Sega SVP chip. So in uh, overall, we had Electric Boogaloo get that. We had Brick Gamer. We had Jamie Six Four Three Two Six. We had Takedudex, also known as or Takedu Tech, Takedu Tex, and J Star Max. So yep, five people got the five point question. Oh, I love the sweet irony in this case. But yeah, so congratulations to everyone who played. If you didn't get the answers, if you didn't bother to play, or you just couldn't get the right answers, either way. We'll be back in another two weeks with another Trivia Coast. Perhaps on something you know a bit more about, so be sure to enter. Because points make absolutely nothing, but this is all a game for fun. And I get to laugh at your answers, although not not as maniacally as KC does. I'm not that evil. Uh, before we go, I'm just going to quickly check the chat. Um, what else? Got? Jamie says that his thoughts were Sonic 06 that is a great game. No. No. No, Jamie. 
and he rightfully kicked himself over pounding pavement, which I expected to happen. Whoa. No way. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at something on Discord. Uh, Aaron Webber posted that he was in the Sega Archive. He found some boxes and he uh, uncovered the dust and all the animal droppings. But he found factory sealed, never touched originals dating all the way back to the Saturn and Genesis days. And the image on the thumbnail is like six sealed boxes of the Knights of the Dreams 3D control pad bundle. Oh, that's so beautiful. As a huge Knights fan, that just touches my heart. There's like, uh, what? I'm trying to count off the top of my head now. There's 12 boxes of Sonic Heroes, a ton of Fancy Star Online stuff, and a bunch of Guardian Heroes as well. Oh, but this, the Knights one plays with my emotions so much. Not wait, no way. Uh, they really, they really have that. Apparently there's some Sonic Adventure Limited editions in there, which, uh, you know, hey. And yeah, uh, our very own Gavi UK has rightfully pointed out that he should totally put these up for charity auction because, oh, I'd feel less guilty buying it if it was a charity as sealed Nights into Dreams collectible box. And apparently um, Gavi's looking for a copy of Burning Rangers, so let's, let's hope, let's hope that happens. Either way. Let's get into some more music, and coming up next we have one of the most recently released tracks featuring vocals from the legendary Takelude, and it's from Fantasy Star 2, Port or Fantasy Star Portable 2 Infinity. This is Ignite, Ignite Infinity featuring Takenobu Mitsuyoshi. And when we come back, I don't think we're going to be doing a test of Galaxy. Maybe I'll surprise you, but if not, I don't know. I hope we have something good. Either way, enjoy the music. If one was me for pain, for all the status for all the here remain, I'll take nothing in vain. It's you who made me see, the world has made me see. There is more than I can be. There is something more in me. There is something. with me in the grain every day and it's hard to see so i gonna leave and tell this on the shop from how this was before and what i dreamed all along will never come so maybe there's something new it's gonna be the love that we know and hold in the sky and only goodbye and no we can't let the end infinity With a wife or a way I didn't see But I know only through the laws they have been given The hope that them carries me Every dream 
Your Radio Sega live weekend. This is the Topical Resort with Green Viper 8. Yo, we're so much energy. It's 
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. That wasn't Taka Dude, but it was a track from Virtua Fighter, the anime. That was Wild Vision, and I'm going to try and research, so let's see if I can get around that flub. So, Wild Vision, uh, Virtua Fighter anime. Please say he had somewhat, a somewhat mild involvement in the show at this point. Please. Uh, <laughs> Humour me here, VGMDB. You know you want to. You don't want to, okay. Um, in that case, so I'll give up then. Whatever, it wasn't a Takadu track. I admit defeat, but before that, it was from Fancy Star Portable to Infinity. That was Ignite Infinity, featuring Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. And currently up here, this technically isn't Takadu, however, it is a remix of his work. This is Funky Bomb from Afterburner 3, the FM Towns version, but yeah, um, I don't exactly have anything else to talk about here, so um, I'm just going to keep talking until someone else brings up something that I can talk about. You're done with this show, I know. <laughs> There's been too many mistakes tonight. I really do apologise. But, whatever. At least the music's been good. And we, speaking of good music, that's exactly what we have coming up next. Yes, my segues are back. We currently have the Toppy Mix coming up next, and we've got a track from Puyo Puyo Esports, which I just recently got a hold of the soundtrack to, and moi, moi is it excellent, because not only does it have like, some of the best reused tracks from old, older titles in the series, it's got some brilliant new tracks, with specifically one of them, this one that we're going to be playing, done by the legendary Crush 40. And oh my goodness, it's awesome. But you've probably already heard it because it does play quite a bit in the game. But if you haven't, you'll be in for a treat. And then after that, we have a track from Sonic Gems Collection. You can probably tell what it is. But if you can't, oh well. And then after that, we have a track from the brand new Tetris Effect. And this game's awesome. We're going to talk about it more in the final talk bit of the show. But for now, I think we're going to get straight into the Toppy Mix. So, with that in mind, guys, I'll see you in just a moment, but enjoy the music while you can. Why, why did that require? Why did that require an evil laugh? Whatever. Bad segue, good music. Let's get scratching. The Toppy Mix.
beautiful one there. That was from the Tetris Effect, and that was I'm Yours Forever. And I did say I was going to speak. I did say I was going to speak about the game, so that's exactly what I'm going to do. So the Tetris Effect was a game that just released today. It's a bit pricey. It's thirty-five pound. It's digital only, and everyone's like, "But it's another copy of Tetris. Why do we need another copy of Tetris?" The reason you need another copy of Tetris is because it's made by the greatest gaming mind of our time. Tetsuya Mizuguchi. The man is an absolute genius. You probably know him as the creator of Res, but he's done just so many things over the years. He's done Space Channel 5, he's done Luminaires, he's done Child of Eden. If, you, if you're a fan of any of those games, Tetris Effect is that, but even better somehow. Like, I, I thought Res was just sort of the limit of his trippiness, but no, Tetris Effect is just so much more and it looks awesome and I have the money in my account and I'm trying so hard not to spend it on Tetris Effect because oh my goodness this looks like it could genuinely be my game of the year and there's oh no electric don't tell me that now I'm gonna have to buy a physical copy why did you say this <laughs> my savings they're gone thanks to electric so just remember that people when I'm eventually homeless on the street it was probably electric's fault before that, from Sonic Gems Collection, that was Fairy of AIF. That was not a track that Mitsuyoshi originally composed, although he did compose quite a few. Actually, no, he just arranged quite a few from Sonic the Fighters. That wasn't originally one of his, but however, he did remix that one for Gems Collection. There you go, Fairy of AIF. Before that, from Poo Poo Esports, a jamming one by Crush40. That was what I think is the main theme. I'm not entirely sure. I see a lot of people refer to it as the main theme, so I'm therefore going to say that it is the main theme. So, that's the main theme of Puyo Puyo Esports. If not, I have no clue what the name of it is. Random stage that you play on occasionally. Number 5. Would probably be the title I'd give it. Yeah, please go and buy it, Tetris Effect, because it's like the best thing that's released in m multiple years. And then someone's going to say Smash Bros, but it hasn't released yet, so ha 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 ha. Uh, what have you sent me, Electric? Ugh. Electric, no, you can't post the box art, that's so unfair. <laughs> combines, like, Tetris, which, yeah, I, I like Tetris, it's not one of my favourites. And combines it with my, like, favourite game creator ever. Oh, it's just wallet-destroying action. Speaking of wallet-destroying, <laughs> this is a good segue again. Um, I ended up purchasing some stuff from the Sega shop and uh, Jamie's messaging me and I'm going to ignore it because it keeps off putting me just for a second. Uh, but yeah, I ordered, I ordered a wallet from the Sega shop, a Mega Drive wallet, and I ordered a Dreamcast shirt which you can't see but I'm currently tugging at it which means I'm wearing it. God, I'm insane tonight. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, this I didn't get the Dreamcast shirt I wanted. The one that was just the plain logo was out of stock. But um, I got the one which is like the blueprints for the console. This is really cool, and I've, I've already got dinner over it, but I'm wearing it anyway. I'm, I'm messy, what can I say? But yeah, uh, their stuff is really high quality, and if you want to talk about wallet destroying, guess what? For some reason... Oh, there's a 30% sale on the Sega shop right now on top of the 15% that you can already get off, I think. So if that's true, that means 45% off. Wow. 
Why do you do this to me? Do you know how much stuff's on there that I had to resist buying the first time round with the 15%? Imagine what I'm going to buy with a double discount. Sega, look, you're not looking out for your boy. But I, I know Tetris Effect isn't Sega, but I mean... Like, he used to work for Sega. I mean, you're just not looking out for your boy at the moment. I, I want my money back. I have like £40 and it's all gonna go at the end of the night at this rate. I need... I need to clench my arm tightly and stop myself from buying anything more, because seriously, <laughs> there's so much good stuff coming out. Either way, um, yeah, so that's that's that. Uh, and yeah, Sega Shop UK is open, Jamie. Uh, after Jamie, it opened like two weeks ago. Uh, Brute Gamer says the second best version of Tetris uh, it is the second best version of Tetris after the mobile version by EA. If I could uh, do like a Kiryu-style stare at you right now, I would. But once again, you can only imagine. And only kidding, Puyo Puyo Tetris is the best, he says. Mm, I mean, yeah, Puyo Puyo Tetris is really good, to be fair. I, I don't know whether Tetris Effect beats it on like a gameplay perspective, but on, a, on an enlightened perspective. Oh my goodness, does Tetris Effect beat the living hell out of it. Whatever, enough rambling, because it's almost time for Sega Mix Driver Rexy at 9pm, which is like four minutes away, playing you the best Sega remixes, this time relating to the Mega Drive. Then coming up at 2am, I believe we should have RSN Live with our very own voice. Be sure to join the Mumble server for the even more crazy antics, like even more crazy than this show, if you can somehow believe it. But uh, aside from that, you also have Sweaty Sundays with the Sweaty Betty's themselves, Dr. Scott and Nalbus airing live Sundays at 1pm GM, oh, GMT, yeah, because we are on GMT now. Then after that, we have the second round of Radio Sega's Guest Nights, and would you believe that we still have people who are unannounced? Yeah, we've got a whole bunch of people in on our Guest Night project. You would have thought... Yeah, okay, they got like two or three podcasts. No, we've got a ton of stuff ready to reveal for that. So that's Monday at 7pm GMT. Hopefully you uh, enjoy. Hopefully you enjoyed the last episode and hopefully you enjoyed this episode even more. And then coming back around, we have The Hidden Palace Wednesdays at 10pm UK time with our lovely host Skyblaze. And with that in mind, it's the end of the show. And I sure you want to know what's coming up next week. I do as well because I've forgotten what's coming up next week. I have something written down in my notes, but I don't think it's right, which is why I'm going to double check. So, where's my schedule? There's my schedule. Uh, it is November. Yeah, okay, I was right. So, coming up next week, we have the first in a new style of show, and, or you know, a new topic style, not like a completely different uh, layout of show. But we're going to be starting to focus on some genres here at the Topical Resort. And next week, I thought, why not start off with one that people talk about like the individual games for, but no one ever really talks about it as a collective. Like, you always have people talk about like, oh, my favorite dance Sega tracks, my favorite Eurobeat Sega tracks, but I'd never heard anyone say, like, what's their favorite punk Sega track? So coming up next week, we have punk music in Sega games. That includes the likes of cra the Crazy Taxi series, uh, Top Skater and uh, Propeller Arena. They're really escaping my head, as well as a few individual tracks from certain games. So 
If you like the sound of that, be sure to tune in next week. But that's then, and this is now. I've been Green Viper 8. You all have been awesome. Thank you so much for listening. We've had a ton of you down in the chat room. We've had 20. We've had Electric Boogaloo. We've had Brick Gamer 98. We've had uh, Very Text. We've had Jamie64326. We've had Doom Girl. We've had Ravseek. We've had Kefki. We've had JSTAR Max. We've had Shaddix Croft. We've had Rexy. We've had a whole ton of people. So thank you to everyone tonight who's come out, even if you haven't chatted in the chat room. We also Callum. If you haven't chatted in the chat room, you've lurked, or you've listened to the podcast, or you've done whatever, thank you for listening. And with that in mind, we'll be getting on to the final track of the show, which is just from Takanobi Mitsuyoshi, and it was requested by BritGamer98. Yes, I've been Green Vibrate, you will have been awesome, thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay topical. Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.